It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hey, welcome back to Beyond the Building. This is Debbie. I'm here with Laura Pereno, and we have had a great time in the month of March applying the, the Reads Bible Study Tool to individual passages of scripture in order to get the rhema word, which is the Holy Spirit inspired word for each of us individually. Last week was fun, Laura. We had Angeline Patrick with us and she always brings some great insight anytime she opens the, the Bible up and studies. So that was awesome. Now, if this is new to you, if this podcast is new to you, then I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode 92. It's in that episode 92 that Laura and I walk you through how to do the Reads Bible study tool. Don't Google it. You won't find it. It's an acronym. It's for read, examine, application, dialogue, and seen in the spirit. So we literally take this tool that we described in episode 92 and we apply it to a scripture. And so here, Laura, you and I are sitting here recording for this particular passage in Mark 5, 24 to 34. This is the woman with the issue of blood. And I have no idea what you're going to share because uh, you no. and I, and you have no idea what I'm going to share. <laughs> it's know. literally coming from our journals, the word of God and our journals. As we have both studied the passage, we are not here to teach you the passage. We're really just here to share the personal rhema word, the application and the dialogue that the Holy Spirit has uh, poured into our hearts individually. It has been exciting to hear what God has been speaking to our hearts. So we're going to jump in and, and share the reading of this passage, um, Mark 5, 24 to 34. All right, I'm going to start. I'm in the Passion Translation, if you want to follow along. Immediately, Jesus went with him. And the huge crowd followed, pressing in on him from all sides. Now in the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors, yet in spite of spending all she had on their treatments, she was not getting better but worse. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd and came up from behind him and touched his prayer shawl. For she kept saying to herself, if only I could touch his clothes, I know I will be healed. As soon as her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped. She knew it, for she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease. Jesus knew at once that someone had touched him, for he felt the power that always surged around him had passed through him for someone to be healed. He turned and he spoke to the crowd saying, who touched my clothes? His disciples answered, what do you mean who touched you? Look at this huge crowd. They are all pressing up against you. But Jesus's eyes swept across the crowd, looking for the one who had touched him for healing. When the woman who experienced this miracle realized what had happened to her, she came before him, trembling with fear. She threw herself down at his feet saying, I was the one who touched you. And she told him her story of what had just happened. Then Jesus said to her daughter, because you dared to believe your faith has healed you. Now go with peace in your heart and be free of your suffering. 
Wow, that is a powerful passage, Deb. And I think as we uh, go into the next letter, right, of the acronym READS, and we look at E, examine, we are going to pull out some of the truths that we have seen as we've studied this passage on our own. And there are so many things here, Debbie. Um, you know, we see uh, Jesus walking with a crowd of people. And actually, if we go way back at the beginning of this this passage, we see that Jesus actually has just gotten back across the Sea of Galilee, where previously he had been in a place uh, where he set one man free from a legion of demons. So he's in a place where he sets one man free from a legion of demons. He gets in a boat, he comes back across, and he is surrounded by a legion of people, right? And he's getting ready to set one woman free. Now, in between these two stories, we do know that there's the story of Jairus because here Jesus, he's just set one man free from a legion. Now Jesus is in the middle of a legion of people and one man comes up to him, it's Jairus, and he wants him to come and heal uh, his child. And in the middle of going and pursuing this man's child, a woman comes into the story a woman who has been bleeding for a number of years, and we know from the Old Testament, right, that when you were experiencing that kind of bleeding, any kind of blood, you were considered unclean, Deb, you were considered untouchable, right? Nobody wanted to be around. Somebody was unclean. You were not able to touch them or you too would become unclean. And so this woman, she doesn't come into the crowd right to his face, right? She doesn't come up to him. She comes from behind in order to touch him because she knows she has this faith that if she touches just the tip of his garment, that she will be healed. And so in her uncleanness, she comes from behind, she kind of skirts from behind and she touches uh, his garment. Now, my other examination or my other point that really came out for me during this examining piece is that she touched his, his garment. The garment that she touched was the hem of his prayer shawl. And that's just a reminder to me as Jesus is walking through this crowd wearing a prayer shawl that Jesus was a rabbi. You know, Jesus was a man who was a rabbi. He had disciples. And I'm thinking about other rabbis in the Bible. I'm thinking about Nicodemus. I'm thinking about the other priests. And I'm thinking about the fact that they were so untouchable. And here this woman went up to somebody who was considered a rabbi, somebody you would never touch. And she touches the rabbi in her untouchable state because she knows there's something different about this rabbi. And as we go on, and, and this will come into the application later into the dialogue, for me at least, wow, she finds out that this rabbi is like no other rabbi and that he has so many other ways that he wants to reach out to her in the, in the process of this conversation. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love the fact that what you're sharing is different from what I'm sharing. Mm. Right. It's all individual. I, I was really drawn. I, I like to look at context. So I too went back um, verses 21 to 24 and learned about a very important man, Jarius, just like you've just described. But what struck me is there's a daughter there. there there's a daughter there. And there's this woman is a daughter. Mm -hmm. And so we've got two daughters with dire needs. The challenge is one belongs to a really important man. And her need is pressing, right? Like she had not been sick and now she's sick and now she's dying. It's, uh, it, it's a, it's, um, a crisis crisis situation. And you would think that she would take priority, right? Like everything should stop because this is a very influential, important person. This is his daughter. 
this is a new situation. She's going to die if we don't get there and do something real quick. It's almost like on a, you know, when you get to a hospital, there's a triage, right? You're trying to determine who to mm-hmm. focus on mm-hmm. first. And she would have gotten pulled first, right? Because of the, the clout that her family carried. And then you had a, another woman who is a daughter. Jesus calls her daughter, who there's no no information about why she would be important. In fact, she we don't even know her name. Her title, her label is the woman. Yeah, yeah. Issue of blood, like that's what your, you your that's what's your name. And and I can just picture people going like, yeah, who are you talking about? You know, the woman with the issue of blood. Almost like that's her identity. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but it's been twelve years. And she's gotten to the point where everybody knows she has spent everything that she has and she's worse. So she is not only a woman of no importance, she's considered unclean, but she's also a chronic case. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing that struck me is you got two daughters, one that's a chronic case and one that's a crisis. Yes. Yes. One that you would think is. Uh, or the priority to triage patients and the other one we don't know what else to do for you know kind of yep. like let's move on yep and yet jesus stops in the and he didn't rush anywhere but in the direction of moving towards jerry's daughter he stops where every precious minute counts and he stops for a woman who's considered unclean who has a chronic condition that people have just written her off. Yep. Like this is, this is what we're, this is, we don't worry about her, right? Don't touch her. Don't worry about her. And yet Jesus goes and he heals her, not only physically, but then he pauses and quote, wastes more time and, and causes this dialogue to take place where she has to identify who she is and tell her whole story. And I can just imagine the crowds going, seriously? Mm. Seriously, why don't you just move forward? But mm. because he stayed behind and spent that time talking to her, not only was she healed physically, but socially, because he was in front of those priests identifying that she's now clean. Right. So that socially it changes 12 years, 12 years. She's been an outcast. Now she's not. He yep. healed her emotionally, he healed her spiritually, and he restored her identity. You know, this is the only time in the New Testament Jesus calls someone daughter. Yes. Which I think is really interesting. Mm. So she went from a label of the woman with the issue of blood to her daughter. And so that's that's the direction God started drawing my attention. So let's mm. jump to application. Right. What is it that God is saying? I want you to remember this. Okay, so I have to go back to your um, your examination and and follow up a little bit more with that that I didn't share before. I can go into my application, but I was really hit hard um, by exactly what you just said that he called her daughter because he was a rabbi. You know, it's so interesting, Debbie, because like both of us were struck by the fact that she was called daughter. But I think we're going to see, I can I can feel you, right? I can feel where you're headed with this. And I know where I'm headed with this. That word daughter is hitting us both in a different way at this moment, which I love that about God. But what struck me about this truth is he was a rabbi who made a choice to reference a woman as daughter. And that was huge. And you just read the passage. It says, daughter, because you dared to believe, right, what you have reached out and touched me for is going to come to pass. And so my application is super simple. It was, Laura, 
I want you to remember this phrase, daughter, dare to believe. Mm. And it just hit me. I mean, that was it. It was just that simple. When I look at this passage and I see that this woman had a need, there was something that she didn't feel worthy of, something that God had for her, and she pressed into the crowd. And when she got his attention, she, she, he said to her, because you dared to believe. And I just felt like God was saying that to me. There are things that you are pressing in for. And the, the simple application is, Laura, I want you to remember, daughter, dare to believe. Mm. Well, my, my application went like this. I need to remember that every person that I encounter is worth stopping for, regardless of their appearance, their struggles, their attitudes, or this was, this is the key, whether their difficulties are new or they are chronic. Mm, yep. That's what I was, yep. there was a new need versus a chronic need. And yes. that every person is worth stopping for so interesting isn't it the way God it speaks is something I love it. so so different so and yet, yeah and yet so in line with his gospel but i mean the, the, the truth from the, the word there okay so going from application down to dialogue the d in the acronym reads you know he said laura i want you to remember daughter dare to believe and so the conversation started there and i, I just wrote down like dare to believe what mm. right and so he 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 spoke to my heart that as you touch me and you receive my power, not only will you fall to your knees, but there will be peace and freedom that you're going to understand the daughter relationship that I have with you even more. Now, this blows my mind, Deb, because you know how you think you know, right? Yeah. I get that God's mm -hmm. my father, and I have studied it over and over again. The the father, you know, God the father, and, and my relation to him has a, a beloved daughter. And yet, what he said next was, like, push in, press through. And don't let the crowds stop you. Mm. And and I was like, I literally put here like, what? Like exclamation <laughs> marks and question marks. Like push in, press through, dare to believe that you can push in, press through that there's more for you. And then uh, that my power has gone into you and will go through you. I am touchable and I want mm. you to be touchable. And mm. so I felt like it was this whole thing, this daughter relationship bringing, bringing me into this. This conversation just went back and forth. Like, um, I'm going to take you to the next level. And mm -hmm. the next level is like touching me in a new way. And I want you to dare to believe that the power that I am putting in you is going to go through you so that you will also be touchable. Wow. Which I just think that that is really, really, uh, I mean, it spoke to my heart clearly from all of the... Um, uh, exclamation marks I see on my journal right here so <laughs> I think I think you write like you speak I think I might <laughs> <laughs> well here's what the Lord gave me Laura for my dialogue he said um, Debbie I want you to focus on the one difference in this story between the two daughters one had a new fresh crisis and everyone highlighted this daughter as the priority I revealed my heart however for the daughter whose issues were chronic Others had tried to help her, but they got stuck and they gave up on her. She and her issues just faded into the background. Like in quotes, she is who she is. She always had problems and likely she's always going to continue with problems. That's kind of what people said. Mm. He said, I don't see anyone that way. I am the answer. I am their healer. So when I bring people across your paths who have suffered with the same pain, be it spiritual or emotional or mental 
or uh, physical for years and years and years, and they have tried all the counseling already, I want you to stop for them. I want those daughters to be set free and healed. I am going to send them to you in increasing number. So get ready. Change your mindset from, wow, I don't know about this one, to here's Jesus, bring the healing. Mm. I was like, wow, that mm. that um, change of focus between chronic, you know, when you, we've all met people that you kind of, I, I don't know, I guess you have to be honest, you'd say, that's just who they are. Well, that's not who they are called mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not who they're called to be. So I have to be That's honest with powerful. you. I did not get a scene in the spirit. You know, I, I listened, I sat there with my pen. I was trying to God, what do you want to show me from the scripture? And it was like, not a nothing mm. right there. But I will tell you, I remember calling you um, so excited right after I did this because I had nothing to write for scene in the spirit. And within 24 hours, God presented somebody in front of my path who from a society standpoint has battled a heavy addiction to drugs for years and they've been in and out of rehab unsuccessful no breakthrough but still presently struggling and the lord said there she is mm. and so within 24 hours of this scripture god it was like in front of my face so my scene in the spirit was actually a physical person that I became aware of that God said, you need to begin to intercede for them mm. And, mm. and and stop for that one. Yes. Mm. She has not been successful yet mm. coming through this addiction. Mm. She's probably, you know, exhausted anything she had on failed attempts at rehab, mm-hmm. but mm. I'm stopping for her. I am mm. the answer for her. Yep. And I need you to pray for her. So I thought that was very interesting time. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Not seeing in the spirit this time. <laughs> no. Like, you're seeing. You're I saw seeing, the prayer. Right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Well, um, for seeing in the spirit. And and one thing I really like about this series, um, Equipped, is I feel like uh, God is giving me like this new rawness with sharing, perhaps maybe on this particular yeah, this is outlet. Yeah, for us. Yeah. And um you know, this is March, the end of March, I get it when this is showing, but like so many things that we do, um, it's February when we're recording this. And um, February is the month that my dad passed. My dad passed on February Mm. 28th, uh, 12 years ago. And so I just thought it was so interesting because God didn't give me this picture until the end here. But as I'm, you know, as I'm going through this reads and I'm seeing that you know, this woman, she wants to, she needs to touch this rabbi. And when he turns around and she gets her healing, she finds out that he treasures her as a daughter, right? And he wants to have a conversation with her and he tells her more um, and that she's free. And when I got to this place where, uh, you know, the application was, uh, Laura, dare to believe, you know, that that there's power that's going to come through you. So just keep pressing in, you know, don't let the crowd stop you. My sin in the spirit was, um, right back to our family room when I was a kid and my dad always we watched TV every uh, night as a family at eight o'clock and my dad would always kind of lay on his side with a pillow under his um, arm propped up and he would kind of have his legs like with a crook behind them you know what I'm saying and like like gave a little space for one child right now there's two of us because I have a sister and every night 
every night it didn't matter how old we were we raced down there to get to be the ones to sit behind my dad's legs and then we would kind of laugh at the one who didn't get to be that one which was (laughs) not kind but um I remember I I saw myself sitting behind my dad's legs on the couch as he was propping himself up watching tv and I just heard God say as I was seeing that picture daughter Mm. dare to believe and what my dad and I would talk about so many times later on in life, uh, this conversation, I love also, I, I didn't go into this, but with the examine, Jairus saw Jesus, right? And that's why he came. The woman with the issue of blood heard Jesus, and that's mm. why she came, right? God gave me a seeing and a hearing, which I think is interesting. First, I saw myself in this position with my dad there on the couch watching TV. And then the second thing was I heard my dad our conversation that we would have when I was in college because my dad didn't go to college and his greatest gift to me was to to pay for my college to send me to college and see me finish it and when I would come home from college especially the first year when I was living with you um (laughs) the it would be just me and my dad in the family room same sofa and he would say tell me all about it tell me what you do tell me what it feels like when you're walking down the the mall to memorial hall and you hear the bells ring like what does it feel like to be in college laura Mm. and i would tell him like what it felt like and then he would challenge me honestly if i were to say it like be all you can be dare to believe laura that there is there is a purpose for what you're going through dare to believe that i am using this time to transition you into your next Mm. and i just had this I have goosebumps as I'm saying it, right? That me and my dad having this like really close relationship um, and now my dad no longer being here and God saying to me kind of the same thing, like, tell me, tell me what it's like where you're going right now because I have plans for you, right? And, mm. and dare to believe, Laura, dare to believe. And so mm. I just took this really personally to my heart, kind of filling a space maybe that's been uh, void of having that opportunity to share that kind of stuff with my dad. And hearing Jesus call me daughter in this um, mm. really was very personal. Uh, and also just thinking about uh, hearing like dare to believe, like there's more, there's more. And just mm. as excited as my dad was to send me to college, you know, and give me that gift, man, isn't our father so thrilled to give us the gift, right? Of even going through trials that will take us to the next, right? Dare to believe, Mm. dare to believe you're going to get through this and I'm going to use it for my glory. So yeah, I was really super encouraged. And um, Deb, I'm really encouraged by what God gave you too, because I think one of the cool things about this is honestly, I wrote down at the top of my journal, like this will be a Bible study. And (laughs) I feel like all of these things, right? When God speaks things to our hearts, we can encourage because the word God spoke to you has encouraged me to make sure that I am looking out for the person and having the heart of Jesus for the person with the chronic issues as well. So I just really appreciate and and love um, this tool and the way God is using this to speak to our hearts. So friends, Go ahead, Deb. Do you have something to say? I do have something to say. You know, you mentioned this could be a Bible study. Just a reminder, we mentioned it in episode 92 that I have used this read stool for a couple years worth of Bible studies. If you're looking for a something to do in a small group Bible study or just with a, f- a couple mm-hmm. friends is to do this is actually to what, what you and I are doing right now is to take the mm-hmm. time during the week to do your own reads Bible study. And then when you get together, you just share just like this key points. Yep from the examine application dialogue, seeing the spirit. It is a powerful way of sharing from the word of God. And as you, as you experienced here in March, the personal touch, right? So like what you said, that's, that's right on the money because that's what I've done. And that's what we're doing right now. We're just trying to get tools in people's hands to be able to, um, 
go deeper, go deeper in the word. Absolutely. I love it. All right. So as we wrap up uh, today, if you did follow along with us and you have done a a reads on Mark 5, the story that we just went over, uh, we would love to hear from you. You are welcome to email us anything you'd like beyondwomensconference at gmail.com. You can share it with us uh, on our Facebook page. If you share it to our Facebook page and you don't see it, uh, we'll figure it out and we'll get it on there, right? So other people can share. So know that if you're going to put it there, right, it's going to go out public. But if you'd like to continue to follow with us um, next week, we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 5, verses 18 to 25. It's the story of the paralytic man. So follow the reads uh, tool, go through Luke 5, get down your examination, your application, all those good things, see what God has to show you. And uh, we would love to hear from you. Actually, Deb, um, I'm excited to look at Luke 5. We haven't done this one yet. And yeah. I'm excited to see what God has to say to each of us um, as we continue on this journey with him. I'm so grateful that we have a God who speaks to us. You know, that is what sets sets up, he sets our God apart from every other God. He's alive. He speaks. He hears us. And I'm so grateful. So thanks for joining us today. Um, we are really thrilled about what God is doing through this uh, series called Equipped. And we look forward to seeing you again uh, next week in the month of April. So take care and we will see you then. God bless you. Take care, everybody. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more. 